shaking. That doesn't. That sounds too tinny to be ice. No, it's uh, it's an ice in a uh, stainless wine glass. I um, I got talked into a, a large gin and tonic rather than another beer. Yeah. Wow. <coughs> Growing up, Doc. Not really. I'm just I'm just having my drinking enabled in a different way. Well, the thing is that uh, the cans of tonic I got were 250 mils, so obviously they they don't fit in our nice cut glass tumblers. So I had to use a stemless wine glass and obviously add a little mm-hmm. bit more of the key ingredient. John, John, John. Just on the Bombay Sapphire as our as our default at the moment. While we're we're waiting to get some more uh, nice well, well, uh, craft stuff in, but it's uh, it's coming from the Waikato. Uh, and uh, that's an area where there's massive uh, career delays because they're under kind of lockdown these kind of cir- circumstances. So, I, I do have uh, I do have um, gin related news for the pod. So, friend of the pod, Wheatman, his uh, cousin owns Mount Uncle Distillery, which is in Atherton and makes one of the best gins I have ever tasted. Oh, a- so he's. He's related to the that that, that uh, distillery that you talked about going and visiting yes. years ago when yeah. you were. Yep. Oh, isn't that a, a random connection? Yeah, and he's like, I've, I thought about hitting hitting him up to sponsor the pod, and I'm like, yeah, that that might have cost you some family Christmases, mate, if you'd done yeah. that. Uh, but it was nice that he thought of us. But yeah, uh, yeah the, their gin is uh, is yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The best. Well, the sponsorship wouldn't need to be much. It could be like a bottle of gin. Yeah, one, bo- one that, bottle of gin a year. That could be basically the the the, the stake for the for the wins pool in in the uh, in the the bulls podcast, yeah. the bulls comp. I'm just trying to find out what they actually put it in their botanical gin tobacco because it's Atherton. Tobacco. <laughs> no, they've got one that's like I'm sure it's got lemongrass and, and yeah. Uh, that's all the fucking thing. There's, there's like, there's been a couple of distilleries that have sprung up around here. There's one out on uh, Otago Peninsula, so out at Sandy Mount, which is this, you know, basically it's not even a settlement. It's just a couple of houses out on the, out on the peninsula. Yeah. And there's one in a, a bar in 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 town, sort of a hipster bar. They've got the distillery in the, in the front window, sort of thing. Yep. Yeah, I really should try and I think they do sell in Sudan, so I should try and get a, another bottle of it just for. See whether it uh, is as good as I remember. They yeah. do make a whiskey as well. Something about the cellar door uh, experience, which sort of makes things taste better. Yeah, and and also drinking gin at eleven o'clock in the morning also is something that um yeah well well behind having the excuse to do that. All right, where should we start with the music this week, Doc? With Tripping Balls episode two eighty seven. Mm. I think we need to deal with uh, we need to deal, deal with. with- with the roofers, we need to talk to the roofers about about the roof that they've built, and uh, and and why it has such a low ceiling. Okay, would you would you like to hear my analogy of of Rufus de Sol? Rufus de Sol, which is um, Spanish for people who roof the sun. <laughs> Maybe they should try shelving it. They might actually have some sort of reaction to that, I suppose. So my, my theory is that if, if Chemical Brothers and Prodigy are like a, a nice hearty meal, right, that you can really sink your teeth into and and has a bit of depth of flavour and, and something that you're going to be thinking about for, a, you know, a fair while after you've eaten, then 
Something like Kruder and Dorfmeister's mere, you know, more like a nibbly's platter. You know, you dip in here and there, and it's nice. Charcuterie. Yeah, it's it's, but it's still nice. But you know, you yeah. sort of dip in and out. And the pasto, there's all kinds of stuff, and you're yeah. like, oh, I'm not really keen on the artichoke yeah, hearts, but I'll go yeah. the olives. But this is this is cool, and I like yeah. this beat, and I like what they're doing here. Yeah. So Rufus the Solarite is fairy floss, and every now and again, you're just keen for like one bite of fairy floss, but you don't want to fucking eat it all day for a whole meal. Uh, and that's how I felt about this like that. And if you do, you have the palate of a child, which might be true of people <laughs> who like... Uh, who like uh, I, I'm not going to dunk on people who like this stuff. I just don't fucking get it. It's so oh, oh, oh. dull. It's so <laughs> dull. It doesn't do anything. It's just so limp and inward and undemonstrative and unenthusiastic. It's just so fucking... Nothing. It's so beige wallpaper paste. It's fucking. There's just nothing happening at any stage ever. I quite like having it on the background. I don't didn't mind that. Like we were camping and we put this on. You know, it, it wasn't. It was well in the background music. You know, the the ocean was probably higher in the mix than this, and it was fine. But it. But these uh, people I, who I were who were only... absolutely were seeing shapes to it. They were. Absolutely getting into it. I don't understand you. I don't understand how your brain works. Well, they're playing the showgrounds the, the, uh, in Brisbane next year, and tickets probably going to be 150 bucks, and I reckon it will sell in an hour. Absolutely it will. But I don't understand why. People just want something <laughs> different from music now. They don't want to be... They don't want anything... <laughs> there's nothing not there's nothing there Bezo there's nothing there they don't do anything so, so shall we talk about the antidote to the nothingness which is the, the chunkiness of the Sore Losers Sore Losers album this is a rock and roll album this is mm. this is this is really Chunky. fucking good chunky <laughs> yes this is thanks very much, Lee Ellis. This is a very solid play. This is fun, engaging. Yeah. What, what I thought about this was that there are. It is influenced by the in, waves hands at the entire history of rock music, from you know the Stones and Led Zeppelin and all that sort of stuff. But it's not a pastiche of it. You know, Greta Greta Van fucking Fleet, you know, discounts could learn a lot by from these guys because <laughs> they can't write this stuff without it sounding like a terrible photocopy. Whereas there are songs you go, oh, that's a little bit kind of, you know, that set reminded me a little bit of the Stones, that reminded me a little bit of Zeppelin, but um, no, they just wrote, they wrote a really good album, and it's not, it's not, you know, eleven of the same song. I mean, they wrote, no, they no, wrote it's, it's a, it's a, it's a solid rock album. It's got some, it's got some moods and some changes and some themes, but it rocks out from start to finish. Yeah, it um, doesn't, have, it doesn't have too many soft points, any weak points. It's, it's, it, it's really fucking good I really like this album yeah, and that, I don't know whether and I know that's not because of the counterpoint to Rufus to Soul because I didn't fucking listen to Rufus to Soul at any point in the last two weeks apart from the moment where I listened to it for the first time and went by god this is dull I'm not listening to it again so it's not like it was by comparison that the Soul Losers album was good because I didn't even I, think I, about the Rufus to Soul album again after having stopped playing it I, I listened to it a bit because Vanessa quite likes that album I, and I actually don't think it's the worst album of the week I think Parquet since the worst album. You do? Okay. Um, yeah, I'll just... 
I feel like this is this is like a homeopathic version of the sh- the, the Shins and the and Broken Bells albums that I liked. That sort of wistfully indie pop rock. But I just don't think this is very. I just don't think it's very good. That's interesting. I actually think this is the best best Parkhead Park Courts album I've heard for a while. Um, it's certainly more sustained. They've kind of combined their old kind of and and I. I I don't think Shins or Broken Bells is anywhere near where they want to be. Um, I think that they want to be more kind of doing sort of lo-fi, sort of slightly strokesian 70s throwback kind yeah. of jangly stuff. But, but they're also playing a lot with um, sort of post-punk flourishes, like Talking Heads. There was there was stuff in there that made that really gave me Talking Heads vibes. A couple of tracks where they um, they played around with with um, uh, with rhythms and, and music and. Uh, Rhythms and music <laughs> sound like the voiceover guy from fucking music, Rush. Music, by, uh, yeah, <laughs> the most important thing these days is rhythm and melody. Um, no, they they fucked about with some stuff, and it was um, well, I, I enjoyed this album as much as as more than any Parquet Courts. I've heard probably three of them. I think we did their first album, and I think I listened to their second album as a kind of a um, catching up on albums you might have missed. Sort of touch, touch base, yeah, yeah, sort of. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't. I think "Walking in a Downtown Pace" is probably the best track on the album, but I I think it actually works better as an album piece because the 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 shade, the light and shade difference works better as a piece. Like if you're just looking through, going through to try to find good tracks to listen to, you end up going, "No, nah, not quite. No, nah, not quite. No, nah, not quite." So it's a lot of it's a lot of six out of ten songs, but it becomes sort of a seven out of ten album if that makes sense, at least in terms of my my experience. Just going back to the sore losers for a second. Mm. I, I think this this could sneak into my top five. I think it's that that good uh, an example of uh, just a bang and rock album for sure. And, and that's it that's has the not exact really... opposite situation as Parquet Courts because almost every track on that album is like, yeah, this is a good song. And like, oh, this is a banger. Like, oh, this is a banger. And it's different sorts of bangers. It's it's very um, opposite in philosophy in terms of uh, Parquet Courts are, are kind of that kind of deliberate. Down-tuned hipster, not trying to make draw attention to yourself, kind of feel. Whereas the Saw Losers are uh, just a hard-working European rock band. Saw Losers would be, you know, if if there was still livid, they they would be the band that you would absolutely be circling. You know, m- must go yeah. and see these guys at livid, or whatever uh, the, the Belgian equivalent is. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Ross, um, Ross Kilder, I think that's Danish. I, I did. Um, I did tweet at Little Sims this week because someone asked her if she was going to tour Australia uh, next year with the album. She's like, yeah, for sure. And I'm like, not a festival club show, please. And she's like, noted. Thank you very much. I was like, oh, okay, good. Please. And so, of course, you'll play a Sydney club show and play fucking, you know, something else. But anyway, I've made my... Made my <laughs> stand because I do not want to go and see her as part of a festival whereas these guys I actually think would be an awesome festival band you know a 30 yeah. minute set of of the sore losers in the middle of a, a day of other stuff would be fucking sick I would yeah. be totally down for that yeah it's because they can write good Adam would call it pop music but it, it is it's music that it's 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 got a, a real fucking engaging beat to it so uh, mm. enjoyed that enjoyed that a lot mm. What have you got that's new for next week? 
Well, I was just <laughs> the turn the tables on the bastard. <laughs> well, I was just thinking. I, I, I put "Alive" from Rufus to Soul on the boys' playlist because they quite like that song. Which Which of the sore losers songs do you reckon the boys would like the most? I reckon I'd probably just go with um, "Tightrope." Tightrope, okay. It's got you know, it's yeah, it's it's got a, a sort of a, a it's a, it's a straightforward rock and roll song. I mean, it's ACDC meets Rolling Stones, kind of jumping around. Mm. And air yeah, guitaring which is what and they like. Yeah, and it'll work. I mean, there's, there's plenty of stuff that would work, but uh... um, I'm going to go with an album which, now looking at it, doesn't look like it might necessarily be an album of new songs. Which What's is that, disappointing. Then? But it's Holly Smith's album. I thought she, she had like a new album a, out. Yeah, it looks like it's a bit of new, you know, bit of New Zealand Symphony Orchestra and. Oh, it's like S and M. It's fucking Metallica. We got but, a lot but, to answer for. No, but it's only three tracks, so maybe she's just got a bit of you know, a bit of backing, like almost like a bit of backing vocals, bit of a backing band for a couple of songs. So let's go with that. Coming in from the dark, it is. It is an album. It's in two thousand and twenty-one. Um, Coming in from the dark. Like, no, it's eleven songs. Eleven songs. What forty-two minutes, forty-seven seconds. Yeah, that's an album. It's it's got songs on it. Uh, I quite like Holly Smith. I know she's very uh, singer-songwriter-ish, but um, I've, I've got a memory of liking her last album. So whether or not that's a good, that's an accurate memory or something that I've just inserted into my brain, I'm not sure. But let's go with that. She has a, a bi- biography is incredibly generic. Holly yeah. Smith is one of Aotearoa's most well-known musicians of the 21st century. Yada, yada, yada. She has worked with a bunch of people. Um, let's see if we can find out a little bit more about this album, though. Um, was it coming in from the coming in from the dark? Um, please hold. Your call is important to us. Oh, it is auto-completing. Thank you, Internet. Holly Smith. Yes, it was released last month. Holly Smith okay. on her new album. And the roller coaster. So it might, might not be might not be old songs with. No, I think it's a new album. Venom. It's her first okay. new, first album in five years. So would she, does that put her inside or outside the possible balls podcast? How long have we been doing this? It seems like we've been doing this for a very long time. Uh, we, I don't think we did it last album, but no, she might be even a like a, a like an even older throwback than that. I might have I might have liked her from. Sort of. Uh, oh, you you probably would have liked it from a collaboration with yeah. Fat Freddy's or something. That's almost yeah. definite. I would put I would put cash money down on that. Yeah, this definitely has the whiff of 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 Wellington trumpet brand to it, trumpet band to it. The first album was Bathing in the River, which was seventeen years ago. Oh, okay. So she's been around forever. She's yeah. She's she's like nearly forty. Hmm. <laughs> As us middle, <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, what do you got that's new? Right, uh, let's go for uh, a band called Sixty Eight. Um, the band is called Sixty Eight because it was named after the lead singer's father's nineteen sixty eight Camaro, which probably tells you a bit about the sound that they're going for. It's kind of blues rock. Bit of loudness, bit of hardcore, bit of noise, bit of sound and fury signifying quite a lot. So that's right. what I'm going for. Sounds good. I 
thought I had a suggestion for the uh, for the Joker for this week. Should, uh, no, have we? Did we do the Hard Ons album this year? The um, the one with Tim Rogers. Oh, is that the one with Tim Rogers? Is, I think, that is it called Sorry we, Sir? This this riff's been taken. Or, or been taken. Effect? Is that the one? Is that the one we we dodged because it had Tim Rogers in it? No, I mean I wouldn't have dodged it because it had Tim Rogers in it. I just would have, you know, Tim Rogers is a good vocalist. Hmm. Okay. Um. All right. Well, there, there goes my idea. Is that the best you can do? Is just find out one idea and then give up. <laughs> oh, I don't know. The last couple of times we've dipped into Tim Rogers' well, it hasn't been enjoyable, let's say. True. And the last couple of times we've dipped into the hard ones, well, it hasn't really worked either. But Yeah, that's true. This could be the opportunity. This could be the moment. Have you have you um, imbibed the Lord album through, you know, the power of just being in New Zealand? Is it like everywhere? No, I think that album's kind of flopped. Oh, really? Yeah, because it sort of disappeared awfully quickly. Um, this is the... Um, this is the Jack Johnson album. This is the, the where she where she's just doing kind of insipid surf rock. Ah, uh, okay. Instead of it doesn't seem to have captured the zeitgeist apart from the cover, which is basically an upskirt of her in a mm. bikini, and it's kind of like, okay, fine. That's that's the thing. Well, that's it's it's her body. She can do whatever the fuck exactly she wants right. Um, you know, Lovely. You could be. I'm looking at the Megan the Stallion cover, and it's her as a, a devil with horns. I think she's wearing clothes, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, yeah. So they, they should. It know, should just be um, the interview that Martin Brundle tried to do with her on the grid at uh, the Grand Prix <laughs> with Lord or Megan the Stallion. No, with Megan the Stallion. He's like he's trying to talk to her, and, and the security tried to like, you can't talk to her. And he's like, I can. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Martin Brundle on my live television. Suck my dick. No, he didn't say that, but he was giving out those vibes, was he? Uh yeah. I, I couldn't it was it was super cringe, but you know, he was like, you know, fucking hung him a shit. I'm on I'm on live television. I, I don't really care who the fuck you are. You <laughs> yeah. It was the security the, the, she was fine with it. It was the security who was being a flute. Yeah. Well in, in his in, in that world, if you're on the grid like fair enough if you rocked up at a at a club. If you're on the grid, you're fucking fair game. And if you're on the grid, you're there to draw attention to the sport. The only people who get grid passes are people who are um, there, there to draw attention to the sport. So it's part yeah, of the well, deal. Yeah, and like, and fair enough. If if Martin Brunel had rocked up to Megan the Stallion at a club, where you know, which is her world, and trying to put the hard work to approach, yeah, yeah, then the security would probably like boot him out. But yeah. surely the security at an F one knows who, knows who Martin ground. Brundle is. This is his territory. Yeah. Particularly, also, he's got a fucking. Sky lanyard hanging, and and Sky's coverage is the, is the de facto world feed. So ESPN used that, and you know, so he's the he's basically the same the coverage that the Americans go. I mean, the, the reason Formula One has become big in the states is because of that neat um, uh, Drive to Survive Netflix docker. Oh, yeah, that has yeah, that has yeah. pioneered a huge amount of interest. It's interesting because years ago, and this is more balls podcast content, but we talked about mm. you know whether Netflix would get into live sport. And it doesn't seem like Netflix are really doing it, although Amazon are. But what they've done is getting much more into sort of scripted and non-scripted sport-related well, content, and and it's that, made a, that it, um that series uh, that yeah, yeah, Ryan Reynolds bought him and his mate bought that soccer club. Yeah, and that series is still coming from Netflix. Like that hasn't yeah. aired yet. Like that, and, and that will do, be the I, all I or nothing. That. that will be really. 
Yeah, yeah, the all or nothings were like they're following one football team. Like they followed Spurs the year Mourinho was there, and you know, there's been all, oh, that's, that's the kind of stuff they don't do live sport, but they do serialized um, documentary fly on the wall stuff. That uh, that that's their way of doing it was because they're not. They so so really when when is that sport. when is that coming for bands? When are we going to see like a, a like a a train wreck world tour? documentary where netflix just say you know we'll pay you x amount of million dollars and we just get to go on tour with you and record whatever we like and whatever comes out too bad that's i don't think there's i don't think it'll be a band it'll have to be a single act and and the problem is those acts are so precious about their look yeah the best one of those too tightly too tightly controlled one of the best ones of those i saw and you're going to hate this, but one of the best ones of those I saw was was the one that I think it was called 15 Minutes to Rock. It was about the Foves. <laughs> Just the thought of someone doing a documentary about the, the Foves the is thing very is it was, amusing to it, me. But it was it was almost spinal tapian in the way that it was, you know, it was all starting to fall apart. And, and by the end of it, it um, Andy Cox, is he, I think he was the guy on the phone. It's like yeah, you yeah. know, the, you know, they do that kind of after that, they kind of they do black screen and then they do little little captions that say such and such went on to do this and such and such went on to that. And the caption at the end was like Andy Cox is now playing in, in his with his covers band. <laughs> it's kind of I, sort of a very kind of incredibly sad ending to this. Basically, the Foves disintegrated. Hey, the the jokes on me that the, the Foves are playing a, a national festival tour this year. Like there's. Uh, like a five band, uh, you know they're doing. It's not the Caveat M tour again. The Foves, the Gurge, and Tism. No, it's it's something like that. It's like it's yeah, no, it's not that. It's but it's something similar. Um, there are those nineties like like Spider Bait, fucking Grinspoon, Tumbleweed, Scream Feeder, fucking you know the Foves. Friends or Rom, you know, there's a there's a lot of them. There was was that there was there was one festival we saw the the flyer for that literally couldn't figure out if this was a flyer from 1998 or whether this was something that was happening next week. Oh dear. Um, Jesus. Did we end up picking? What are we going to do for it? No. Do we end up picking a thing? All right. Um. So we've got 68, and we've got Holly Smith. Um. What have we got in terms of jokers? How about a um, Electric Six doing covers? Well, the other the other one was um, did we, have we done El Camino as a classic? What the, the Black Keys? Black Keys. Um, no, yeah. we have done it. We have done a Black Keys classic before. Uh, okay, yeah, they, they've just got that um, that out as the tenth anniversary edition. So yeah, and they've got some. The other um, one. I want to say live at the wireless, uh, some uh, live at the BBC stuff associated with it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's, I mean, it's fine. Look, I, know, I mean, El Camino is a, a good album. It's certainly not their best. Yeah, okay. Uh, I was going to say um, t- Tiny Desk is really uh, the the good, the, the even better version of live at the wireless, I reckon. That, that Tiny Desk YouTube series is fucking ace. Yeah, I don't know. The thing about Love of the Wireless is that it gives you the option to be, you can literally just be you know, uh, sorry, in the back of a van wireless, or you um, can be in front of a festival set. Uh, no, not Live at the Wireless. What am I thinking of? Like Live a version. The like a version. Yeah. Uh, all right. Minute. Let's go with that. What are we going with? Whatever you suggested. Oh, I said those uh, Electric Six have, have done a covers album. 
including oh. covering a few of their their old tracks as well, because I think they they don't own the copyright, so they've they've re-recorded Gay Bar and one or two others. Oh, but right. they've so also they've, done they've done, a whole bunch they've of, done the Tay Tay thing. Yeah, a little bit of that, but they've also done um like versions of uh Don't Change by NXS and all kinds of interesting mm. stuff. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds that's that sounds like the perfect Joker thing. All right then, so we'll uh, go with uh Electric Six Lives on Time. Electric Six doing early in excess is yeah, definitely my jam. Um I might go and listen to that straight away straight after the podcast, actually. Let's see who what tracks they've got here. Streets of Gold is the album. Um Don't Change. There's a That's Entertainment by the Jam. There's uh, some talking heads. There's no more Mr. Nice Guy, which I remember was covered by Megadeth once. Strutter by Kiss. Um, there's a Bowie track. Wow, that is some. And they've re- they've re-recorded shit. High Voltage and Gay Bar, and there's a few other tracks too. Some of these tracks I don't recognise, but if you go to show credits, you can figure out who the songwriters are. Like there's one track that seems to be Doobie Brothers. Yeah, Mo be there. Um, uh, no more Mr. Who did wrote No More Mr. Nice Guy. No, it was an Alice Cooper song originally. Okay. Did not yeah. realise that. All right. Well, good to chat to you, Doc. I haven't, I haven't listened to last week's music episode yet. Um, How dare sport, you, sir? But... <laughs> well, I usually just listen to make sure I'm not being slandered too much. Oh, and you, I have to say well, I was... you guarantee you probably are. <laughs> well, yeah, my music taste is slandered more than my sporting takes. Well, it was, a, it was an episode mostly about... Um, Adam's music taste because he picked um, he picked the uh, the Polish yeah, club Polish club and that wasn't any good and uh, and then we just talked about Metallica for the rest of the episode. Yeah, Coloured me surprised that the Polish club album wasn't very good. Well, it was it was much worse, much much worse than the original couple of albums. It was just so so fucking washed out. And again, it sort of makes you think. Well, this is this is apparently the direction where people want. I don't want anything mm. that, that has any fucking vibrancy or beat or pop or anything to it. Anyway, grumpy bums. Oh, wash people. <laughs> All right, Doc. I'll catch you next week. Cheers, man. See ya. Ice clink from the dock.